Welcome to the Noah's Love Podcast. I'm a very tired Father Michael. <laughs> and I'm a very tired <laughs> Molly. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Why are we tired? Because I was going to say, like, it feels like we've, we haven't been here in the podcast studio for a long time. Yeah. But we just spent the entire weekend with 52 high school students yeah. among the thousand high school students yeah. at the Franciscan University Youth Conference. Yeah. And the week before... I was in Minnesota. I almost said the wrong state. <laughs> That's how tired I am. Was that with uh, high school kids too? Yeah. Okay. No, middle schoolers. Oh. Even oh. worse. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I was leading worship for a camp. So that was a little different because I wasn't in charge, but it was still just like I'm I'm a little spent. We're, we're going to be real. We're, we're pretty pretty worn out. I'm going to be real. I don't think I could do that for a week with middle schoolers. Uh, I'm going to be real. <laughs> I couldn't if I was in charge. Yeah. I kept thinking that at the camp because there was moments I was just leading worship like I got hired to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't part of planning the camp or anything. It wasn't with our diocese. So I there was like probably three like sessions throughout the day and then a few random moments that I had to be at. But then I had like free time in between mm-hmm. and I would just literally like nap or just That's like nice. get alone time. So. It it wasn't too exhausting because it, my role was just like, mm-hmm. okay, do this and do this well. But obviously this weekend it was like, go, 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 24-7. We were on. Yeah. I woke up at 5.30 Saturday. Did I ever tell you that? Yeah. Yeah, that. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> and if you know me, that's not something I do. It's not Molly time. I also went to bed at like 2, 2.30. That's and, what it gets and me. And slept on the floor. <laughs> We're just complaining today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's so it's Sunday afternoon. This podcast is going to come out tomorrow morning. But we, we we spent the whole weekend running around, doing small groups, going to talks, sweating mm-hmm. in the Ohio humidity, and yes. uh, here we are. And here we are. So we thought we'd talk about just kind of like things like this, conferences and retreats, and it's kind of a part of the Catholic world and whether. You're a high school student or a college student or even an adult. Like there's, There are these opportunities to go to things, to grow in your faith, to grow in prayer, um, and they're good. Yeah. And, and we want to kind of talk about that, just like maybe our experiences a little bit and even some, I don't know, advice about how to do it well or like be open and how to, how to come back well because I think that's important too. Yeah. What's like your first experience in your life with something like this? I mean, I feel like the Steubenville conferences are next level charismatic, but just like what comes to mind when I ask you that question? Yeah, this was my first Steubenville conference. Woo-hoo. Like I've gone uh, the the high school ones. I never went in high school, and the only t- and I've gone after that uh, to hear confessions or. <laughs> clean up people's vomit in the dorm at night um, <laughs> for custodial. Oh, okay. I was like, should no. I ask? <laughs> no. So, um, so it wasn't something that I did at all growing up. And like, I really, I can't think of anything really uh, as a, as a, you know, a teenager or anything that I went to like this. The things that stick out to me are, are like high school class retreats. Mm. And those were maybe the first, some of the first times where, um, really made a really sincere confession. Yeah. It was like more than just, and this is made up. Uh, <laughs> I, I kicked my brother or whatever. Um, <laughs> Poor Father <laughs> Father Matthew's going to be listening to this and say what? it really happened. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, so some, I think those are some of the first experiences. And because I grew up in Steubenville, uh, mm-hmm. it would be Franciscan students leading them. So we would have a lot of kind of like praise and worship would be part of it. And okay. all the like great icebreaker games that you... Oh, yeah. I say that with utter sarcasm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that you have things like this. And uh, But yeah, some of those were really good formative uh, spiritual experiences. How about you? Did you... You went... You came here... On a conference? Yes, yes, yes. So, in high uh, school? that wasn't my first experience, really. I like enjoyed the conference when I came, but it was for a lot of kids, it's like their first encounter, real encounter, powerful encounter with the Lord, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, mine happened in sixth grade at Cove Crest. You okay. familiar yeah, with I've it? heard of it. Yeah, it's like for those of you who aren't, it's a life teen camp. It's basically like Steubenville Youth Conferences, but like at a summer camp mm-hmm. in Georgia. It was my first time with experiencing adoration um, and things like that. But then I, I mean, I very much grew up in like that sort of culture. Like I went to the youth conference once. I went to something called Mount 2000. If you're from Maryland, you'll be familiar. It's probably my favorite one I've ever been on. So, mm-hmm. but my first, my fir- first one was in sixth grade. Yeah. So that for you, that first retreat, like, what uh, was important for you that's, that stuck with you coming out of it? Yeah. I think I, you know, obvious, obviously I was so young. Like, what, that's 11? That's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. But that was the first time that I remember my faith becoming my own and not just my, like, what my parents told me to do. Not mm-hmm. that I ever, I never, I don't think ever resented my parents or, like, didn't care about church but it was the first time where it was like oh I've met this guy like individually and even if my mom wasn't here as a chaperone like are you talking about Jesus yeah yeah Jesus. okay <laughs> this guy sorry <laughs> I would have had that experience like and it wasn't dependent on anyone else mm. and I, that was like the first time I actually like had that heart-to-heart encounter with the Lord so it was very formative for me I like to say that's where my personal relationship with the Lord really began um yeah. How do you, do you wish that you went more? I think or? about that a lot. Yeah, because I know <laughs> that you have only like, not maybe, maybe not recently, but kind of recently enjoyed charismatic prayer a little more. Not like losing your mind all the time, but like, <laughs> like, yeah, just more charismatic prayer. But that hasn't been like a part of your life really very much. So I no. just, what do you think about if you like look at where you're at now and then where you were in high school? It was really foreign to me in high school. And I don't know if I would have been, uh, I don't know what the word is. I would be too self-conscious about it. Okay. To really like, uh, to be free to like, to pray, to praise the Lord. <laughs> to do anything with my hands. <laughs> um, but uh, it really wasn't until college that that kind of thing, that sort of like more exuberant and like outward prayer, like kind of meant anything to me. And even really, I think 10 times more in the last five years, more than more than any of the time before it. So, uh, so yeah, I think about, because, I mean, we just took a bunch of kids yeah. from our school there when we do, uh, you know, when we interview people to be leaders on our retreats and we ask them about the really important spiritual experiences in their lives, it's usually something like that. And, yeah. Um, but uh, I think it's really good that that's, that opportunity is out there. And especially, like you said, this is, for a lot of people, something like that. 
Uh, it could be a Steubenville conference, a life team thing, anywhere all over the all over the place. That could be the first time they meet Jesus as a person, mm-hmm. um, not just you know I'm Catholic, so I go to church, and, right? Uh, that they encounter Jesus, and that for whatever you say about charismatic prayer or anything else that goes along with an event like this, right. that is really important. Yes, and, I um, think I I would pray that every Christian would would say and agree with that. Yeah. Um, I cut you off. I'm the worst. No, okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I, th- I enjoy these things. Right now, I'm like I'm so freaking tired. Right now, we're like we never um, want to go uh, again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like how I feel after like the March for Life or uh, dude, the March for Life is worse. <laughs> March for Life is forty times worse. That's true. We had to chaperone kids on this weekend, but I wasn't afraid of losing them in. Half a million people. <laughs> the nation's capital. <laughs> the nation's capital. And also we leave at like, what? I don't want to think about it, Molly, because we're probably going to do it again this year. <laughs> we are actually. It's on my to-do list is to book the bus. But I remember we got on the bus and I was out for yes. that whole bus ride. <laughs> and I was Just, like, Kevin and Father can handle it. All of us are opposed to abortion in this Correct. room. Yes. All two of us. <laughs> the March for Life destroys me yeah. every year. It yeah. It, La- last year we accidentally this is just like fun. Would like didn't walk the whole distance. You remember that? that by was, by so accident. we got there late and then we like joined the march like halfway through. Yeah, and I like I thought we were doing the whole thing and then we finished and I was like that was That was really easy. Really easy and I, yeah, and I I was like the last time I went it took a minute. All day, yeah. yeah. We <laughs> so, drove five and a half hours. And got up at like four in the morning. It was like twenty minutes of 20 marching, minute walk. yeah, yeah, in Washington D.C. <laughs> but the kids are like the best adventure of my life. <laughs> so and, and so last night, I saw someone I knew. Uh, this was like during adoration. I was helping one of our students, uh, and they were like, oh, "How are you doing, Father?" And I was like, "I'm good. I'm just really tired." <laughs> and she's like, "You're not a teenager anymore." Um, I was like, "I I know." <laughs> it's been true for a, a while. A fair point. <laughs> but uh uh just the like energy that teens bring is really powerful and that's I like going to these things because mm-hmm. they um you get to see that on display. And, oh yeah. And that's teenagers get put down a lot uh for a lot of different reasons and sometimes we me and you are the ones complaining about right, them. Right. Yeah. But uh but the energy they bring and seeing uh particularly at mass today just kind of seeing like their response to the homily and to to everything was just was really beautiful. Yeah, I think there needs to be like I think the church is getting better as a whole as at, at like ministering well to teens, but I think we need to get better at seeing the value that they bring to the church and the necessity of their presence. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so funny cuz I think it's been like Hard for me in some ways, like that aspect, just because, first of all, I look young. I'm not much older than them. I'm only 24, but I'm not a teenager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, there's still, like, I've, I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast before, but at one of the masses at school, my first year of teaching, I was playing music. And a parent asked me if I, like, what year I was graduating. <laughs> and I said I graduated in 2019. She was like, why are you here? And then we realized, I told her I we had graduated college in 2019, but she thought she was asking about high school. <laughs> but so I just often, 
in not only just the fact that I'm young, but my youthful appearance have felt just like very put down. Like you don't, you were, what we're doing for you right now is bringing you to a place where you can later on help people, where you can later on impact the church, where you can later on serve God. Well, Mm. you can be holy when you're older, but I think there needs to be a shift in mindset. And I think the conference has absolutely encouraged this, especially today with what they were saying was very much like, no, today you can go home and love your family. Today you can go home and evangelize your classmates and lead them to Jesus. Today you can go home and be a saint. And like, it's not about like, preparing yourself for like okay and then you reach 30 and then it's like you actually can be holy yeah like you're allowed now. right but it, and, and, it, and it's so silly that we i think like have a tendency as a church to do that because like you look at the saints and saint marie Gar- garetti was 12 mm-hmm. uh that there's blessed carlos something acuties acuties he's that's a Really funny, funny to say. <laughs> he was 15 when he died. Blessed Chiara Ligibadano was 17. Like, the saint, the saints are, are young. Mm-hmm. Plenty of them. Yeah. Um, So it's, it's, it's so encouraging to go to something like this and to just see that them treated as, va- as the value that they are mm-hmm. um, today. And, and to see them empowered, because I think they're not seeing it or hearing it in many other places, like, they're being empowered to believe that they are capable, whereas they're not really hearing it many other places. Yeah. So I think it's also like a call for me to like remember to encourage them in that and not just like teach them and be like, oh, you'll get it one day. But be like, no, you can do this today. Mm-hmm. Like you can be holy today. Totally. And I'm not any better than you just because I'm older than you. Yeah. That's some of my favorite moments. So like in our ministry together at the high school, but also even just this weekend, I kind of overheard one guy telling his friend, he kind of asked him how he was, if, how, if he liked it and what it was like for him. Our and he, kids. One of our kids okay. telling to another, he was just like, well, just just be open. It was really just encouraging him. And that's not a small thing. No, um, gosh. No. Uh, to, to put yourself on the line like that. And we had like small groups and, and uh, just hearing what they share and w- what they're willing to share with each other is really, really important. And um, yeah, it's good to unleash them. Yeah, and it can oh be gosh, yeah. messy and complicated sometimes, but mm-hmm. it's always totally worth it. And yeah, it can be messy and complicated for adults too. That's you know, for sure. we're no better. Yeah. <laughs> um, how would you say? Like, I mean, I don't know if it's we want to just direct this to teens or to anybody, but how? What's a good way to prepare for a conference? Yeah, um, I think what that what that student said, openness is a big deal. Like. Every all of us go into things with expectations. Uh, for the kids who had gone to a bunch of those conferences, they know the schedule. Yeah, they know exactly when things are going to happen and what is you're supposed to feel or whatever. Yeah, and their parents work at the schools, so it, uh, <laughs> most of them, <laughs> yeah. literally, so they are familiar with Franciscan. You mm-hmm. know, and so yeah, so like, uh, it's bad to have kind of like your presumptions clouding the whole thing. Um, I remember. Something else I was involved in once, and I heard people saying, like, "Man, I can't wait to cry tonight," because yeah, um, like, they were talking about adoration, like that that we're looking forward to crying then. And it's kind of just like, no, just let God do what He wants to do. Mm-hmm. And maybe that involves tears, but maybe it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't have to. And yeah. so, and so, like maybe um, you think you've heard it before. Maybe you're new and you think to something like that, and you think, "Well, this is dumb." And um, you know, I'm not going to get anything out of it. That's a presumption too. Just show up, 
uh, be kind to your friends and like be open to whatever whatever happens. And I think that's probably the best way to prepare besides like being like hydrated and sleep a little yeah, yeah. before. Yeah, 10 out of 10 recommend that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that leads to a good experience. How about you? Has there been anything that you've seen has helped you in, in an event like this? Um, hmm. I think it like, you know, a lot like like we talked about a lot of times it's the first time that someone's meeting Jesus. But if it's not, if you like have a previous relationship, if you're not just like thrown into this situation, just like living out your faith in daily life and not waiting for that retreat moment. Mm. It might happen. It happens a lot. If you, if you yeah. were in the room last night, my gosh, your mind would have been blown. Mine was. Mm-hmm. It's it's always amazing. I think that God has blessed, you know, Franciscan, but also like the youth conferences so much and just the conversions that are brought about. That there's Some girl was he, like healed of her like physical ailment today during the conference. Like there's crazy things that happen. I saw our kids, some of our kids meet Jesus for the first time, you know. But um, it also like doesn't have to be dramatic, you mm. know. Um, so I'd say like, don't wait to love God. Like, don't wait until you go on that retreat or until you finally, like, until you're you're in adoration. Like, don't wait because he wants to love you, like, where you're at now and, like, whatever moment you're in right now. And you might not be going on a retreat for several mm-hmm. months, you know, and it's not like God's going to be like, okay, we'll just wait until we get to this perfectly timed dramatic moment, like, he might use a retreat to bring that to you, like not a dramatic moment, but an encounter. Mm-hmm. But it might be in your bedroom when you're praying before bed at night, you know. Um, so I think just like having a well-formed faith life before will help you to like take what you've gained from the conference and the retreat and carry it forth into your life afterwards. Because that's important because I think so it's so common for like these three days I'm on fire for Jesus, but I don't have any rock to put that. Mm-hmm. experience on you know there's got to be a foundation yeah I, we in the <laughs> i guess like when they started this sort of thing and whenever it happened like that wasn't the first retreat in the history of the church like people have gone on retreats for 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 centuries um jesus took time to go away from his normal life to be with the father and that's sort of the pattern we're following whatever kind of thing you do to to engage with the Lord that way, whether it's a youth conference or uh, a silent retreat, which is like yeah. very, very different things. Can I please have one of those in my <laughs> life soon? <laughs> that would be good. Um, yeah, it doesn't, whatever it is, like it's about what God does and mm-hmm. not what we plan on it or uh, what we uh, expect. What we expect, yeah. And just... Show up and let God do his thing, however that is. And and showing up means more than just being there, but being attentive, being open, um, talking to God in prayer, and, and being ready to receive him. Mm, yeah. Um, what do you think was one of the most, like, what was your hi- the highlight of the weekend for you? Yeah. Um, we had some great speakers. It was solid. Yeah, I was really, really happy about who we had. Mm-hmm. Two of them were at my the youth conference I went on That's 10 great. years ago, which was funny. <laughs> They're still in the game. They're still in the game, going strong. <laughs> I think for me, um, probably some of, I, I mean, I love adoration, and that's always good, mm-hmm. and we had a couple opportunities for it. 
Um, Mass was really beautiful. Um, it's really a cool experience for me to go to things where I don't have to do anything because mm-hmm. um, that's not usually the I case. I know. It's like our, my favorite thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, that's why I, <laughs> I get to go to praise and worship, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'd rather celebrate Mass than come celebrate with 14 other priests. But yeah, it was yeah. really beautiful um, to just see how everything happens. And um, so I think some of those those moments like where it's most real, I got to hear a lot of confessions. Yeah. And that's so, really great. To tell people who aren't familiar a little bit about that, any priest that's there can and usually does go and just hear confessions at the different times, and they have it three times a day. Yeah, and but the I think the big one where there's usually the most is like nine to midnight. Yeah, both nights, <laughs> um, and you were there till like past midnight. Um, I know on Saturday you were, and close to midnight at least on Friday. They're lengthy, yeah. Yeah, and if you just look, the lines are so, so long. But I just, I can only imagine as a priest what that's like, because you're getting people who it's their first time meeting the Lord, and they've mm-hmm. got a lot to say. Or people who, you know, things are being brought up, or they're being moved, you know. It's probably difficult in the tiredness, but really, you know, beautiful. Yeah, because uh, it prepares the, the the kids that are there to to be vulnerable, because they've had this moment of vulnerability before the Lord, and now they're they're ready to, you know, surrender this sin yeah. and this struggle, this burden. Like they're they're at the point where they can do it, and sometimes they confess things that they've never confessed before. Yeah, and that's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's really just a gift. And I and I think as a priest, it's definitely one of the highlights, not just of going to this conference this weekend but of my priesthood to hear confessions and things like this because um it's just it's a unique opportunity and they don't pick to come to confession to me do they get randomly some person in a black franciscan conference office shirt says uh, says, go to that one and (laughs) were uh, you like behind a screen or were you on the stage am i allowed to ask that yeah uh, (laughs) the first night i was in a confessional to the box yeah off on the side and then last night i was uh, this, uh, uh, like in the sanctuary of the church, like yeah. under St. Joseph, which feels very weird and open. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always, <laughs> they always have the chairs like pointed at each other, like you're gonna, like we're sitting yeah, yeah. looking at each other. And I always grab that chair and put it next to me because I feel like they're just gonna, like nobody That's wants what to the priests yell out their sins. Do too. Like I, I go to confession at Franciscan a lot, and it's like you're kind of sitting next to them, but, mm-hmm. so you're not eye to eye, but it's not like yeah. you can't see each other. It's got we, we had to be a little quiet, um, right? <laughs> but yeah, it's I just love the idea that this random person gets randomly assigned to me a random priest, and but it's not random because God sets it up, and right, yeah. However, that works is uh, is really beautiful, and and especially when you're just kind of dead, as I definitely was. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and like last night, particularly, we had to deal with some things towards the end and take care of some people that weren't feeling well. Oh, yeah, and we, uh, had, we we were taken up the infirmary last night. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious, and it was everyone's fine, which is why I can say it's yes. funny now. Yeah, but it was just like all the kids that were in there were ours <laughs> yeah, all at once. So yeah, so by the time I got to confession, I was like, uh, I don't have anything to offer mm. except like showing up and then. Just trying to speak to whatever their situation yeah, is. Yeah, and uh, it's it's the cool thing is like it's not really you. you exactly. Know? Yeah. So it's okay that you were tired because mm-hmm. the Lord is still using you. Yeah, I'm still tired. <laughs> I I too am still tired. <laughs> I did sleep better last night. We That's almost good. didn't wake up to our our alarm. Oh. Actually, we didn't wake up to our alarm, and then when we had 15 minutes to get ready, Teresa 
because father's cousin was one of our chaperones woke me and Paige, who was on the podcast she was the other female mm-hmm. chaperone woke us up we were like we gotta get out of here yeah. they went out all the girls were gone they were like right <laughs> on time i was like all right great this is good <laughs> that sort of thing is the one of the most embarrassing things that i think of and i've been in that situation where i've been a leader at something and then just like barely wake up I um bug bite on my foot oh I just, I just wanted I like, to explain oh, you're taking to you her sock off. I took my sock off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree, though. Yeah. But it luckily, like, I was up at the time I needed to be, technically. <laughs> it was just they really beat me to it. Yeah. They're great, great gals. That's good. Um, <laughs> how do we go home from something like this? Because I think it's a really common, like you said, experience of you have that mountaintop time where you're really feeling it and your emotions are sort of in line with it. And, um, it feels like God is really doing something concrete and I know it. And then I have to go home to my normal life Mm -hmm. and just the normal situations. And sometimes like the sins that were there. Um, Oh, look, I still get tempted. (laughs) Yeah. That doesn't go away. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, you have to recognize that that will happen. And I, like we try to talk about this on, can I say what I'm about to say? Kairos? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, not a cult. The reason, yes, I know. But we, we, there's like, Kairos is really special. I'm not saying special. that to you. <laughs> I know. Kairos is really special to explain to the people. So we try to keep some things, you know, just like a secret so they can not so, because it needs to be a secret. You could literally Google it. <laughs> but um, so that they can really experience it, which is yeah. why I asked... I don't know what you're going to say, though. What were we just talking about? Going <laughs> home from a... Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we tried to talk about that at the end of Kairos. Yeah. Like, it can be really powerful. But like, okay, how do I go home now? Like, you're this high, spiritual high, people, some may call it, is going to fade. And what then? And I think, like, knowing that and being prepared for that ahead of time as much as you can be, which is kind of partially up to your youth ministers and things like that, um, to a degree... Um, is really important, but also then like, okay, like I talked about with the other question, like, do I have a firm foundation to go back to? And if I don't, how am I going to build it? Yeah. Like, okay, what am I going to do to make myself, make sure I pray? Um, for you, it might be easy, but for me, I might need to schedule it every single day. Um, for you, you might need two people checking in with you every day to make sure that you pray for me, I might know that I'll do it as long as I schedule it, you know? Mm-hmm. And these are just like fake examples, but real at the same time, you know? Um, you need to have a foundation. Um, and of course that needs to be God, but you need to look at your unique self and think, how do I, does he want to build that in me if it's not already built, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, otherwise we'll go back and if there's nothing to go back to, it's going to be really easy to get back in the habit of that because you become who you spend time with. You learn to love the things that you do the most. Um, so you need to spend time with people who are leading you to the Lord and you need to participate in things that have to do with them the most, like prayer, mass, yeah. confession, adoration, things like that. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it's okay if you went to a retreat or a conference and didn't really have a prayer life before that and God really woke you up. I mean, that's a beautiful gift. Um when you go back, it's it's good not to panic. Uh, yeah, you're, you're ten not out of ten. A, recommend. Yeah, you aren't alone. <laughs> um, start really simple with the things like that you said that uh, 
to pray every day, even if it's just a little. Yeah. Um, Start with reasonable goals. Yes. Yeah. Like like that you are capable of reaching. Yeah. Because consistency is really important. Mm-hmm. Rather than like, I'm gonna, I feel like praying for two hours today, so I'm going to oh, wait tomorrow. I don't feel like it. So yeah, don't, 30 seconds before bed. Yeah, if we just pray when we feel like it, we're not going to pray very much at all. Yep. Um, yeah, just be consistent. Go to Mass. If your family doesn't go to Mass, maybe one of your friends that went on the thing or someone that you know, mm-hmm. if you're an older person, you're not a teenager, but um, go to Mass. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's out there for you. And, um, and I think when you look back at a spiritual experience like a retreat or a conference, um, it's okay to think, to have that feeling of like, oh, that was so good then, I was on fire then. That's okay, even if you're not in that moment anymore. I think it's good to remember God really worked. Yeah. That was true, and that was real, even if you're not there right now. Yeah. That's like number one advice is in a time of desolation, you find peace by remembering what God has done for you, Um, which is so, like, that could be that thing that you refer back to when you're struggling. You know? Yeah. I'm ready. Are you? I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> All right, Molly. How how has God been loving you lately? How God love. I can't, <laughs> I can't even talk. <laughs> I don't know. Just seeing the kids, like, come alive this weekend. It's just mm-hmm. beautiful to see. Like, yeah. there was one moment where I was, like, really praying individually. And then I, like, looked up because I was in the back row. Uh, for our like section and they were just all of their hands raised and were like like the, there was a specific moment because they processed around with the monstrance which holds the eucharist holds the lord um and he was going by us and literally all our kids were like reaching out mm. towards it and i like had such a like perfect view with the lighting and everything to like see the just like desperation for god on their faces and like the love that they have for him and that's just like never not going to be amazing because my job is to lead them to Jesus and then let him do the rest. And I felt like I was like, okay, I've done my job, taking them on the retreat, and, like, he's done the rest, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really cool to see. That's great. Yeah. How about you? It was a similar thing for me of they do at the end of Mass on the last day, they ask uh, girls who maybe are thinking that they're called to be sisters, religious sisters <laughs> <laughs> uh, to come forward. And not just stand up where they are, but to go stand in front of the the thousand thousand people that are there. uh, And then they send them off to the side to get information. Um, And then they do the same for the boys about religious life and the priesthood. And just seeing our kids go up. uh, I cry. Yeah. (laughs) uh, There was people I was like, oh, okay, I I see that. And then there's other people like, oh, I had no idea that was even on their radar. And uh, that's really beautiful. And uh it's (laughs) it's <laughs> I was sitting next to a priest from Pennsylvania and he saw he's like I didn't I had no idea this was something they were thinking about I was like write those names down yeah. um, but just uh yeah it's it's really cool to see how God's working even when we don't know about it yeah for yeah. sure that's a really good way to put it even when you don't see it he's working that's a song even lyric when I don't feel, see it working I actually know the words to Waymaker now which I didn't a week he ago sang it, he sang it for an hour it was great yeah. <laughs> um yeah so this is a little chill but this is where we're at this is real this is me yeah and father <laughs> the the end that's yeah. all I have to say so we'll be back with a, a real a real full-time episode. A real doozy. You just wait. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.